Ignore City, Episode 5, The Bike is Ribs. Hello again. It's been a while. I thought maybe you forgot about me. I was in the middle of telling you the tale about Devin Rimpa and the talking robot head. Now where was I? Let me think, let me think. Last we saw Devin Rimpa, she was apprehended by the SCU. Under heavy duress, she gave up the whereabouts of Saner 0805, only to discover someone else had already taken him. She's currently waiting in a jail cell by herself, contemplating her misfortunes. Her brother, Drek, comes to visit her now. Let's see how they're doing. I can't believe this, Devin. Drek, what are you doing here? Saving your skin, that's what. Like I always do. What's that supposed to mean? You're not always saving me. Is that what you think? What about the time you tried to bring home that pet ferret? What pet ferret? I don't know what you're... Oh, you mean the skunk. So you recognize it as a skunk now? It was very dirty at the time. But the smell, shouldn't that have tipped you off? As I said, it was very dirty, I assumed the odor was coming from the layer of disgusting filth on top, and that once I got him properly bathed, the smell would go away. What about the time you traded your bike for those magical beans? Technically, we still don't know if those beans were magical or not. Nonetheless, it was a good thing I located that crook and made him trade you back for the bike. Fine. You win. I'm a mess. So you've come here to my cell to gloat? No, I'm here to get you out. We're leaving. You're busting me out? Drek, I'm surprised. You're always so straight-laced, and by the book, you're always saying how rules were made to be followed. Rules were made to be followed. Why else would someone make a rule to begin with? But that's not the saying. It's rules were meant to be broken. Broken? No, that's not right at all. Think about it. Why would someone make a rule just to be broken? We don't have time to bicker about it now. I'm assuming there are SCU agents in hot pursuit. Absolutely not. I'm not busting you out of here. The SCU has agreed to let you go. That's surprising. They seemed pretty mad about the whole robot head thing. They kind of implied I'd be in prison forever. I had to pull a lot of strings to get you released. And why would you think it was okay to harbor a sentient robot? You do know those abominations are illegal, right? I thought it was one of those rules meant to be broken. Ha ha. Very funny. Those things are extremely dangerous. It was just a harmless head. We only talked. Harmless? First of all, they're ticking time bombs. Those robot skulls are packed with a cold fusion reactor. If that wasn't bad enough, I can't believe you spoke to it. Their rhetoric is even more deadly than their battery supply. So Agent Blue has said, I feel foolish about it now. I can't believe Saner would lie to me. I thought we were friends. You can't be friends with a robot. Yeah, I know that now. And you had to get into all of this trouble on today of all days. Like I didn't have enough to do. What's today? Are you kidding me? Don't tell me you forgot. Is it your birthday? No. Is it my birthday? No. This is so typical of you, only thinking of yourself. Tonight we're having a big party for the thing. I need the whole family present. Eleonora is going to be there with her entire family and all of her friends. We're getting it catered. Slow-Mo's Barbecue is making their famous pork ribs. It wasn't cheap. Your girlfriend, Eleonora? I've been meaning to talk to you about her. What's there to talk about? I guess now's not the time. We'll table that. 
What's the party for again? What's the thing we're celebrating? Drat. I did say that, didn't I? It's supposed to be a surprise. Whose birthday is it? We're getting engaged, Devin. Assuming she says yes. I'm proposing to her at the party. Do you see how my little sister getting arrested could put a damper on the festivities? You and Eleonora are getting married? Maybe we shouldn't table that conversation after all. What are you talking about? Hmm. How do I say this delicately? I don't like her. And she's not right for you. That's delicate? Debin, stay out of this, please. You don't know her that well. She's a very strange girl. Is she part of a cult? Have you ever eaten Slow Mo's barbecue before? Of course not. That place is way too expensive. I don't know how you're affording it. Is her family rich? That would explain things. Do you know what Slow Mo's barbecue slogan is? I have no idea. Does it involve pigs? I find it distasteful when cartoon pigs hawk their own meat. Their slogan is, I call dibs on eating those ribs. Actually, it's pretty catchy. What's your point? It's more than just a slogan. It's about taking life by the horns, or the ribs if you prefer their analogy. You see, in their motto, there is a finite amount of ribs, and one has to call dibs if one wants to eat said ribs. Otherwise, someone else will call dibs and eat those ribs. Do you see where I'm going with this? I need to call dibs? That's right, because sometimes in life, when you don't call dibs, someone else will take your ribs. I don't really like ribs. They're very messy, and I always get sauce on my shirt. For you, it may not be ribs. Think of it like a metaphor. Maybe it's your bike. You're a bike messenger. That's how you make money and contribute to society. You probably shouldn't trade your bike away for magical beans or get distracted by talking robot heads that will only get you in trouble. Is this analogy making any sense to you? I'm still a little confused. Am I supposed to put barbecue sauce on my bicycle? All right, let me put it to you this way.
There. Is that clearer? Clear as ribs. You'll stay focused on your job and won't get distracted? No more of this talking robot head nonsense? I hate to admit it, Drek, but you're right. I see it now. Very good. I'm glad we're in agreement. You've had quite the ordeal and must be exhausted. Go home, relax, and get ready for tonight. Most importantly, stay out of trouble. You got it. The talking robot head is someone else's problem now. This is troubling indeed. I haven't spoken to this little girl yet. Perhaps if I play dumb, she'll move on and forget me. This belong to anyone? Hey, mister, is this ugly mannequin head yours? Ugly? How dare she? No? All right. Well, someone left it here. Back in my day, I was considered quite desirable. My processing power and RAM capacity alone would attract many hood rats, especially the Hood Rat 3000 series that fed on processing power and RAM capacity. I guess I should probably leave it. Whoever it belongs to will probably come back for it. Yes, little girl. Leave me be. Surely Devin will be looking for me after she's swept up all the dead SCU bodies. Presumably she's mutilated them beyond recognition. That's what I should do. But you know what they say. Finders keepers. What? Who utters such a preposterous declaration? It should be finders, returners of stuff found that doesn't belong to them, especially when they are disembodied robot heads on a mission. Oh, she's carrying me about so haphazardly. This jostling is unbearable. Devon was much more gentle than this. It's like she's swinging the backpack I reside in for fun. Whee! If I was at full power, I would laser eyes my way out of here. Those are standard issue on most robots. You wouldn't be so carefree then, would you, little terror child? Oh! Where could she possibly be taking me? Well, here's another fine mess you got me into. Who said that? He's Johnny. You're not Johnny. You're Zack, the rat from the junk pile. How are you here inside this backpack? My CPU must be playing tricks on me. I get no respect. No respect, I tells you. Why are you talking like that? In fact, I don't recall you speaking at all. Hey! I see what's going on here. You're a hallucination, most likely caused from a misfiring of electrical impulses in my computer brain. The jolt from that cable television cord must be the culprit. That would explain why you're speaking in these inane TV catchphrases. Heh! I kill me!
After a word from our sponsors, this is quite worrisome. Not so loud, love. You just wake up the whole neighborhood making that racket. What are you doing? You're just standing there. Move. Let me in. Now's not really a good... Oh, all right then. Come on in, love. What did you tell them when they questioned you? Who? The short circuit unit. Agent Blue. They just released me. All right. Feels like forever ago it does. I've had a bit of a night, see? I can tell. You look tired. It's sweet you were worried about me so much you couldn't sleep. Thanks, Gus. Um, yeah. That's right, love. Up all night worrying, I was. There's something else different about you. A strange aura or something. Kind of a hop to your step? What's that about? A step? Just naturally jolly, I guess. This place is a mess, even more than usual. Was there a fight? Did someone let a bear in here? And your clothes, they're all disheveled and... Wait, whose underpants are these? These are lady underpants. I can't say that I'm surprised you wear... Unless they aren't yours... Is there someone else here? See, the funny thing is... Morning, girlie. Debon, you remember Levla. Gus, seriously, the lady from the Hall of Electronic Antiquities. We bumped into each other outside the SEU building. That we did, love. We bumped more than just into each other if yous catch me drift. Ew. Oh, the passion. We made sweet, sweet music. Oh, the back pain. Not as bright as I used to be. That sultry voice was too much to resist. Like a siren song from an angel. (coughs) Don't sweet talk me, Gus. I ain't no angel. I think those scratches on your back prove that. Enough. I repeat, ew. But I don't care what you do. You're both consenting adults. 
like way, way, way past the age of consent. I'm just here to make sure Gus was okay. As you can see, I's doing more than okay, love. You're looking more than okay to me too, Gussie boy. I guess you must not be in any trouble if they released you. I'd say you're in a heap of trouble, handsome. Blimey, me loins. Is it just me or is it getting warm in here? Hold that thought, Romeo. Let me just go stretch first. I should probably go get a glass of water myself, feeling a bit dehydrated. And that's my cue to leave. Well, I guess everything worked out. Gus is safe. I'm no longer detained by the SCU. I do wonder what happened to Saner in my backpack, though. I can't imagine he was telling me the truth about reactivating the weather monitoring systems. He's probably happy to be rid of me. Drek was right. I shouldn't get so distracted by all that other stuff. I need to stick to being a bike messenger. I'm not a savior helping mankind. Help! Help save me! You there, miss. Are you talking to me? Who else would I be talking to? Dear me, I'm afraid I'm in a bit of a pickle and could use your assistance. Uh, what can I do? It's a serious matter. One of life and death, actually. I'm probably not the person you should be talking to. Maybe the police? Of course you're the one I should be talking to. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking to you. Fate is funny that way. Did you say fate? Indubitably. It is fate that has brought us together. Two complete strangers destined to meet. What else would you call it? I'm sorry, I'm not following you at all. I don't have a lot of time to explain. They are after me. Who are they? Again, I don't have time for lengthy explanations. I'm really confused. Maybe you think I'm someone else. How can I explain this to you in simple terms? The fate of the world rests on you. They are after me. Destiny has brought us together. Shall we be going then? Okay, see, this is exactly what my brother was talking about. Adventure, saving the world, escapades. The old me would have jumped aboard to see where this ship was sailing. But now I know about the ribs and the bikes and metaphors. So I'm going to have to decline your offer, good sir. Did, did you say ribs? No, no, please carry on without me. But the prophecy! How else will we obtain the scepter of Schmepter? Yeah, okay, I admit I am a little curious about this scepter of Schmepter and what it does and why it rhymes, but I told my brother I would stay out of trouble, so good day to you, sir. But the scepter! I said good day. Dear me, that's not good. Found me already, have you? Scoob, like zoinks! Enough! No more, please! How much longer must I endure this barrage of nonsensical sound bites? Sorry about that, Sena. I think I'm just about done. TV can't have devastating effects to one's mind. I seem to be experiencing that firsthand. Catch me up to speed here! You and I were hanging out in our refuse pile, playing dump the metal shrapnel in your mouth, and then you were snatched away by that vile bike messenger. Her name is Devon, and she's not vile. In fact, she's the sweetest, kindest human I've ever met. Now I know you got CPU damage. Did you just call a human sweet? I did. Perhaps the jolt from cable television fried more than just my circuits, but I feel Devon is more than an ordinary human. She is extraordinary. There should be a word to describe such a person. I think the word you're searching for is extraordinary. 
That doesn't sound right. Ordinary is an adjective, meaning with no special or distinctive features, normal. To add extra means she is extremely not special or distinctive. The human language is desperately ill-equipped to articulate the most basic of notions. Where is this better-than-ordinary person now? We had a run-in with government agents. For safekeeping, she pitched me out of a window. Whoa, whoa, whoa! She threw you out a window? This is a correct assessment of the timeline. And you're okay with that? I'm sensing dismay in your voice. I suppose it is my voice, as you are undoubtedly a fabrication in my own head? You listen to me, pal. Friends don't throw friends out the window. That's an unspoken law we rats have in the junkyard. That and don't bite tails. It was a dire situation. The humans of this era live in destitute times and seek to destroy any artificial intelligence. Devon was merely hiding me from a barbaric robot-smashing division of the presiding government. If you say so. Did you feel that? We stopped moving. Hello, ugly robot head. Who is this person? I don't know her name yet, but this is who picked me up outside the window. You're not gonna say hi back? I'm keeping quiet. I thought it best she not know I'm sentient. What's the plan? What do we know about this person keeping us captive? Let's explore the facts. Judging by her appearance, I estimate her age to be somewhere between 1 and 100 years old. That's a pretty generous margin you gave yourself. I would say she's somewhere between a Punky Brewster and a Lizzie McGuire. Maybe 10 years of age. 10 falls in the range of 1 to 100. My deduction was not incorrect. I know just what to do with you. What's she doing? She turned her back. I can't see. Yeah, she's rummaging around. Based upon my knowledge of little girls from the vast sitcoms and drama television shows I've absorbed, I'd say she's probably getting makeup to put on your face or silly hats to place on your head. That sounds quite unbearable, but I must persevere. Now, where did I put that? Here it comes. Do your worst, little girl. Here it is. Is that a bag of rocks? Who keeps a bag of rocks? Let's see how many rocks I can fit in your mouth. What? Councilman Uva, you summoned me? Drek, please, have a seat. I can't thank you enough for authorizing the release of my sister. Despite all the mischief she gets into, she's actually quite harmless. You've spoken to her? What news have you of the talking robot head? She doesn't have it anymore. The SCU did a thorough search of the Hall of Electronic Antiquities and found nothing. Sir, to be frank, I'm not 100% convinced she had one to begin with. You don't know my sister. She's impulsive with delusions of grandeur. It's very possible she imagined a mannequin head was speaking to her, or she did find an ancient android skull, but it contained old audio recordings from long ago. Maybe it's not even sentient, but rehashing a random conversation from a bygone era. Keep in mind, neither Agent Blue or Agent Ponticello have confirmed seeing the robot head with their own eyes. I read Agent Blue's report, Drek, but I cannot so easily dismiss speculation regarding a sentient robot. I did as you requested, and your sister has been released from the SCU's custody. Now it is time for you to complete your side of the bargain. Of course, Councilman Uva. I'm merely trying to give you fair warning. Should the robot head come into your possession again, what will you do? I will get it from her. And? And I won't report it to the SCU. 
I'll bring it to you directly. Very good, Drek. Keep a close eye on your sister. You're dismissed. You're hesitating. How I loathe it when I dismiss someone and they linger. Is there something else you need? Sir, will you be attending my get-together this evening? You never responded to my invite. Don't be ridiculous. I wouldn't be caught dead in the slums of Ignore City. Of course not, sir. I'm horrified I even asked such a thing of you. However, your sister will be there, correct? Yes, thanks to you. Perhaps I will make an appearance. I would like to speak to her directly. As you wish, sir. It will be a great honor to have you there. Yes, I suppose it would be for you. Dismissed. And do not linger. Of course. Right away, sir. Has Devin Rimpa given up on saving the world? Will Sainer make it out of the evil clutches of a ten-year-old? Who is this Councilman Uba guy? He seems like kind of a jerk. Stay tuned next time for Episode 6, The Great Nanu Nanu. Ignore City, written by Ed Cho. Music written and performed by The Shakeups. Saner0805 and Drek, voiced by Patrick O'Connor. Devin Rimpa, voiced by Savannah O'Connor. Gus and Councilman Uva, voiced by Leash Rowis. Levla, voiced by Luisana Rodriguez. Cass, voiced by Nina Cho. Zach, voiced by Damian Duffy. Narrator and Wendell, voiced by Ed Cho.